on this month's Double Times 5, controversial attitudes and divisive movies as we examine two members of the so-called Splat Pack. Yes, you are listening to episode 45 of the Double Times 5 Horror Podcast, and this month we'll be looking at the filmographies of Eli Roth and Rob Zombie. So, who's the more charmless, childish and vulgar? You decide. Is it Eli Roth and Rob Zombie, or is it my fellow devils, Emily, Bryony, Luke and Phil? Hey. Hello. Hey. Are, they, are they really called the Splat Pack? Yes. What the f- <laughs> Why? You're, you're just Why? in a really bad mood about this month, one, aren't you? Like? <laughs> when, when the ship pack is still available, is it? <laughs> or the crap pack, pack, I suppose. The twat pack, yeah. Or twat pack, as they're in. <laughs> <laughs> twat pack. <laughs> Incidentally. <laughs> Tickets are now on sale for Devil Times 5 Rides Out, our live show at Sweetworks in Brighton on Friday the 30th of October 2020. Uh, there's a link in the show description, and if you can't make it in person, then tickets to watch it streamed online will be on sale a bit nearer the time. End of advert. Okay, time for this month's highs and lows, and we'll start with Bryony. I don't really have a low, I just have like a high, but it wasn't really horror, it was kind of horror adjacent. Um, so it was released like last month, like maybe the day we recorded last month, uh, and it's called La Llorona. So it's like a genocidal uh, dictator gets um, haunted right up, and it's um, quite quite hauntingly beautiful. So I, I really liked it. It's very slow, but um, it was sort of more a drama piece, and I think they approached it very well. And it was a foreign language, so I felt fancy doing some reading. Um, but no, it's really worth a, a watch. I really liked it as a, as a piece of drama. All right, what's your low? I'm really enjoying Corona because like, I don't like going outside <laughs> and I can't afford the cinema. So everything's getting streamed. Yeah. And Shudder are getting some really good films. So I watched Spiral this morning. And it's not a low. It's just it's, it could do with a bit more oomph. It's like a social horror thing. And it was good. But the thing is, um, the, the lead was very good. But I've only ever seen him in like American Horror Story and as a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I couldn't separate him. Um, so that was, that was, but it was fine. Again, it's worth a look. I wouldn't, I don't think I would have gone to the to cinema to see it. What's it about? Um, it's nothing to do with the Japanese spiral, is it? No, or the saw spiral, um, nothing mm. at all. So it's basically, it's a, it's a gay couple moved to the suburbs. They've got a daughter and it's like, oh, people are what they seem. So very similar to Get Out, but it's, <laughs> it's, gay people instead of african-american people um although the lead is also african-american and gay and it's really frustrating because his husband is white and american and it's like if you guys just had a chat maybe he would get all this fear but he doesn't so you're not chatting to him um so it's quite frustrating to watch um and again uh hashtag alive got put out on netflix and i don't know if that got released anywhere um and it was just, it wasn't a low, it just it just needed an extra oomph. Like, there was a French film that did it much better. This was a zombie apocalypse kind of film, guy trapped in his flat. Very similar to The um, the Night Eats the World, um, but in South Korea. So, not not bad films, but just not great films. And now I'm talking about, I think I've got another high, which isn't... <laughs> isn't new at all i've just i never watched this many films i never had the time <laughs> um but i watched body melt and that was great oh, right, was, okay. i don't know oh, if yeah. it was how, how was bishop. it was it good yeah harold bishop is in it doing some acting um yeah. there's some melting shit it's like round the twist but for for grown-ups so that was <laughs> that was fine it's been a strange month i'm just really pleased that i've not watched all the films in three days like usual i've watched like <laughs> more than 12 films spread out over the month and some of them were quite good 
Right. Um, so that's that's my highs and lows. I'll stop um, now. Emily. Um, I've not watched an enormous number of films this month, but I have watched two films that aren't by um, yeah, uh, Splat Pack dudes, as I'm sure they probably call themselves. <laughs> uh, it probably sounds Rose. about as convincing when they say it as it does when I say it. Um, so first one, we, we talked about it in a previous episode, Exhibit A. Hey. Um, yeah, very, very good. Very, very grim. I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again, just because the ending, even though I knew what was going to happen, kind of, it really sort of shit me up a bit, but... Yeah, it's it's great and it's a, a fine example of what you can do with kind of a limited budget in one house and also a found footage thing that isn't crap. So, yep. yay. Cool. The Exhibit A revival starts here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should pay us, really. <laughs> yeah. It was ace. That's my considered review. It was ace. Mm-hmm. Um, sight and sound would save a lot of time and space if every single review just said that rather than going on to Maison Sen, etc. And um, my second high after. Oh, you've got two highs. No low. Yeah, two, I've, two I've, highs. Got, I've got two highs. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, my, um, my second high is something I watched yesterday, which for some reason I hadn't seen before, but caused me many a childhood nightmare when I saw the poster in the video shop. Um, that was Dolls, the Stuart Gordon hey, film. It's great, that. Um, yeah, that's that's great. I love Stuart Gordon stuff anyway. Um, it's got stop-motion spooky dolls in it. And um, I wanted to watch something fun after so much kind of nihilism in um, this month's watch list. So um, that more than provided. So that was cool. So, Wicked. Luke. Um, I don't know if I can really class my high as a horror, but I get juked will be my oh, high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, why not? I think it's sort of because there's... It's a group of guys being hunted yeah. by by two people. Uh, I just found it really fun. Like it was the sort of comedy that I wanted to watch. Um, sort of some really silly parts. Um, people taking drugs and seeing weird stuff, and it's just a all around fun film. I love the in betweeners, and the humour is very much like that. Um, not quite as as full on, but I, I, I don't know. Eddie Izzard and... Um, oh, yeah, they, they were pointless. Pointless is... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wasn't so keen on the, the horror aspect of the film, really. Wish it had stayed a comedy, but yeah. Was it called Get Duked? Yeah, yeah. it's in Duke of Edinburgh. It, it was oh. called Boys in the Woods, I yeah. think, at one point. That's it's about Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah, so then, yeah, it's them yeah, trying to get the Duke of Edinburgh award. I got, I got kicked off Duke of Edinburgh. How come? I uh, called the instructor a cunt. <laughs> was he a were cunt? Were they a cunt? They were. They gave us the wrong coordinates, so we ended up on the wrong side of the downs. Ah, no, but, yeah, and they tried to make right. a big joke, so I said, you cunt, you gave us the wrong direction. <laughs> I was asked not to return. Yeah, that's the un- unrealistic thing about Get Juked, is they say pretty much that and worse to their instructor and just, uh, you know, get to carry on doing it. Yeah. Oh, well, they probably did the charity work I didn't, because I was a very selfish teen, but also, right. fuck that. Malo is uh, called uh, Keep Watching. Um, oh. it's just a it's a found footage film, but there's probably about fifty cameras in this family's home uh. that people have put in. Uh, for some reason, there's even a camera underneath the plug hole because um, <laughs> that's what that's what we needed. Um, and then a camera on top of the kids' um, Xbox headset. Um, it's just <laughs> random cameras put around. It's a really bad home invasion film. Lee Warnell turns up in it at one point as a stoner brother, and you're just thinking, why the hell are you in this film? And it's just really bad um drones fly around in the house and people were just like oh why is there a drone in my house not really caring at first uh, and it's called keep watching but i that's something i didn't want to do with the hey. actually with the film it's really really but bad did, but did you keep watching yes i did and i wish there i had you, go. you followed their instructions and, and... phil 
Oh, I've been really lame. My um, my high is really lame. I watched The Exorcist yesterday because it's 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 you know, it's October, isn't it? You have to watch it every year. I watch I watch The Exorcist and um, The Shining in October every single year. So I'm not going to say anything about The Exorcist. It's just really the previous great, September. Ah, um, uh, you what? It's September. It's September, mate. Yeah. Is it? You've watched them in the wrong, yeah, the wrong month. Not until Thursday. Thursday. I, haven't, I haven't been out for about 10 days. Like, there's no reason that I haven't, I haven't worked for freaking months now, so I've got no idea what the month is. It genuinely doesn't matter. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway, basically every September, at the end of September, I like to watch The Exorcist. Um, I think that's when it takes place, isn't it? Isn't it September the 27th or something where she gets gets, gets possessed? Um yeah, it's just awesome, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. I wish that films did the um, the, the massive sort of um, verisimilitude. Is that the word? Yeah. The sort of insane realism. Yeah. And it's weird because I know the, I know it's boring talking about The Exorcist, but like a red spins round and she throws up pea soup and like stuff that genuinely just looks like a puppet. But for some reason, it still is more realistic than any other horror film yeah. that's ever been made. I don't know how they did it. Um, Didn't she like really, really badly injure her back from all that? I think that William Friedkin is worse than your Duke of Edinburgh instructor. He is. <laughs> if, if such thing know. is possible, he is a real cunt. So yeah, and he does come across as a real sort of wanker. But there's something very special about The Exorcist. I don't know what it is, but anyway. So yes, The Exorcist. Check it out. Film of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want me to spell The Exorcist, just in case people haven't heard of it? Um, okay. <laughs> and and low, it's boring, isn't it? Uh, I haven't really got a low, I've got a medium. I watched Colour Out of Space. I wanted okay, to really yeah. love Colour Out of Space because I like Lovecraftian stuff. I love Nicolas Cage and I like him going batshit. Um, but for some reason, there's something lacking in it. I don't know what it is. It felt like maybe it could have notched it up to maybe 11 or 12, where it's kind of, maybe it's hovering around sort of eight madness. Yes, um, I don't understand what it is that it's missing either, because it's pretty great. And then, but like all the time I was watching it, I was like, this is not pretty great. And yeah. then, yeah, as soon as it finished, I was like, well, that was really good. That was but, that? Yeah. And but, it should be like, it's like, it should be really horrific. And I'm watching things that are like, you know, it's a woman who's fused to her kid. And it's like, that yeah. is horrific. But for some reason, I was like, yeah, looks looks like a problem. <laughs> also, I don't know if I'm wrong about this, but I, I haven't read the short story. Um, but I got the impression that the thing is a colour that doesn't exist on Earth. Yes. It's like, it's yeah, yeah, a new in the film, it's purple. Yeah. yeah. But it yeah, doesn't... It's a, a colour that you can't describe and you can't really yeah. exist anywhere. Yeah. But in the film, it feels like what it really is, is a mist. It does like the idea that it's a colour is a really interesting idea, but it just, just seems to completely go go by the wayside that it's this interesting idea for an invasion. Yeah, I think they really sh they should have just changed the title and uh, forgot about that aspect of it because it's not well, something you can depict. There's another adaptation on uh, Prime where the way they've done it is the film is black and white. Oh, the German one. But the colour is purple. Oh yeah, that's all right. That actually, I've seen and, that. It's and so bad. that's a clever way of depicting a, something that you know because you can see this is the world and then that's you know. That's what's invaded. It seems to make sense. But Nicolas mm. Cage one, it didn't seem to sort of go. I preferred Mandy, and that's how mad it is. Oh, wow. come on there. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, my low is, uh, Luke, I think it was your low a while back. I spit on your grave, Deja Vu. Ooh. The 40 years sequel to I Spit on Your Grave from Miyazaki. Uh, it's just so long and boring. It's so slow. What do you think of the, um, the church uh, beheading? That's what the best bit in it, I think, because I thought that was actually quite shocking. But it turned, you can tell it turns into a prosthetic head so quickly. Oh, I don't care about that. Severed heads do look weird. You should come see my collection. Um, <laughs> and my high is um, 
The Angel's Melancholia, which has just come out on Blu-ray. I saw it uh, a while ago and uh, bought the Blu-ray, even though it's an absolutely disgusting two and three quarter hours. Actually, it's about <laughs> probably longer than I spent on Grave Deja Vu, but this is, um, it's just Good. Ep- epic of filth and depravity and disgusting and extreme horror. Um, so many, there's probably 50 or 60 individual incidents that you just can't believe you're watching. Like, just pick one off the top of my head. A uh, bloke has diarrhoea over a naked woman and smears it up her cunt. Um, <laughs> cool, cool. I'm not going to be able to hear the word cunt then... without thinking about the Duke of Edinburgh now. <laughs> Good. Um, and uh, not no special effects in that either. Genuine diarrhoea, genuine oh, naked woman. No. Genuine diarrhoea, genuine Mimsy. Yeah. <laughs> Mimsy. Yeah, that... <laughs> should be in the tagline, shouldn't it? But it should have been the other sticker on the DVD or the DVD. Yeah. Genuine, 100% genuine Mimsy. <laughs> we literally will never run out of euphemisms for vagina, will we, in this culture? No. <laughs> I'm 41, I've never heard the word Mimsy. Oh yeah, I was going to ask that word Mimsy. mimsy. Oh, no, I didn't know no. what Mimsy was. I thought it was like another way of saying whimsy, and I was like, yeah, poo and no, Mimsy. No, not at all, no. And there was that like children's sci-fi film called The Last Mimsy. Which now strikes me as quite sad as a title. (laughs) Better or worse than The Last Airbender. That's a terrible title, isn't it? The Last Airbender. Yeah, Yeah, because he does keep saying, are you a bender throughout the whole film? (laughs) Oh, well, and and what do you know? uh, The Last Mimsy stars Rain Wilson from House of a Thousand Corpses, Mm. which we'll be talking about later. Uh, Has anyone else seen The Angels Melancholia? By the way, no. I've never heard no. Any no, I'm just looking no. on. I'm looking at the IMDb rating. Oh, you want to look at the uh, parent, parental yeah, parents' advice? Parents guide. Yeah. Oh, that's always great when you watch it. You've got oh, I like that. Yeah. The one about the, did I mention this at the time? What's the dancers with the spike sangria film? Oh, climax. Climax. The um the parents' guide for that is brilliant because it, it says um something like various euphemisms to do with sexual innuendo, drug taking, and then it says um, frequent conversations about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Goddard film, doesn't it? Frequent conversations about fucking. Uh, frequent yeah, conversations about fucking. Um, <laughs> I want to fuck her. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say that. I said I, I want to fuck her. <laughs> oh, great clip uh, right now still very much on the subject of highs and lows it's time for this month's theme And given certain allegations about Eli Roth, that's not necessarily bad boys in the cool sense of the term. (laughs) Nevertheless, our first feature this month is his 2003 debut, Cabin Fever. I feel nauseous. (laughs) What's that funny? Can you help me? No, 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 no. She's not coming near me! What's your your problem? You guys gonna kill each other now? You don't look so hot. Help me. I need, need a doctor. I don't want to get sick. I don't want any of us getting sick. We just don't want to get it. I see what we got here right now. He's coming towards us. All right, back off. He looked like he was skinned alive. The party man. Is it safe? Don't worry, I'm healthy. Leave us alone! Somebody help! I'm burning! Ah! 
Uh, five friends attempt to party in the woods to celebrate their graduation, but a flesh-eating disease turns that idea to shit. Uh, so, a nice disease movie to watch in September 2020. It's definitely more resonant, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know, I'm kind of over it by this point. I maybe would have watched it several months ago, but now I'm just like, meh. I suppose the only thing that sort of rings a little bit true... I mean, even that is just pushing it, isn't it? But like the germophobia, don't stand next to me, don't get yeah. in the car type stuff, I suppose, rings mm. a tiny bell, doesn't it? But You wouldn't want someone puking blood all over your car. That's the best so of times. to that first homeless guy. Like mm. he is obviously in a lot of trouble. And the second he does anything that looks a, a, a little bit like me might have a little bit of diarrhea or something, they beat the fucking shit out of him. Well, he shoots them first, doesn't he? And then he's like, that's fine. And then he's like, oh, no. Yeah, so what do you think of Cabin Fever? I mean, do you like it? I did, which is why I chose it. And then I watched it and realised that I have matured in 18 years. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd have thunk it? So I was like, oh, no. Oh, shit. I forgot all about this stuff because 18 years ago I was younger than 31. I can't do maths. Um, Because I really loved it when it came out. Because this is like, I remember buying it from a small independent DVD shop and thinking, oh, yeah, this looks fucking brilliant. And then watching it, be like, oh, this is great. This is so good. And then I I learned about better films, which Roth borrows from. And I was like, oh, that's where he got that from. And watching it, there's just like small details that just make me cringe. I mean, as a whole, I do think it's a good film. There's just a lot of things that don't stand up. There's a lot of rapey moments. There's a lot of, like, mm. ironic racism done really wrong. Yeah, uh, that joke's terrible, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. It still makes me laugh. I know it's wrong, but it still makes me laugh. That's, that's got to be the longest um, the long yeah, set up between, punch. Longest yeah. gap between, yeah, set up and punchline. When you sort of do a account for, you know, gay or pussy or like all these sort of, it's like when you do a count, it's like you're all awful and want you to die. Yeah. Um, the, the guy's shirt, um, the, the douchebag, like, I'm going to shoot the squirrels because they're gay guy. Yeah. Um, his shirt is the the 18th birth date of uh, <laughs> yes, the yeah. Olsen twins. <laughs> oh, so it says ripe on. Oh, I wondered what that was. Yeah, yeah. I tried to look at this without nostalgia and without rose tinted glasses. This is I don't rewatch a lot of films that I loved from teenage years because I don't want to ruin things, and I think I ruined it. And I watched it and I was like, oh man, I was like so enthusiastic at the end of Scary Noises last month. I was like, oh my God, we're going to do Cabin Fever because it's just brilliant, guys. It's just brilliant. It's so, so, so subversive. He uses like red filters for no reason. And there's like, uh, there's, you know, there's a party guy and there's a pancake scene because, you know, it turns out the kid was really good at karate and he was like, well, let's just put you in the film doing karate. And uh, he's... he's <laughs> uh, and, and then there's a bit at the end with a rabbit and, and pancakes because he has to tie that in. Um... What an interesting thing. This is why you didn't get the job at Sight and Sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even, even with that voice. Oh, wow. <laughs> I tried so hard. I used to love it. I used to think it was a great film and then you watch it and you're yeah. like, why is Eli Roth so homophobic? And then, yeah. you, watch the, then you watch the commentary. They, yeah. pick at, they pick at the squirrel scene. Someone calls him out for being for his film being homophobic, and he says, "Why would you say such a so, faggy thing?" Yes. <laughs> I, I just hate. I fucking hate Eli Roth. It's all these films. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say how much of a shitty person he is because 
he's not a, he's not a good person you, you think oh it's just the characters you're meant to hate the characters in this film so having them say homophobic things you're meant to hate it but then you realize that Eli Roth has just written himself into these characters that he's actually a creep in real life and he preys on women and is homophobic so it just allegedly the virus and everything that's good that's a good part of the film but when he has these characters that you're meant to hate but then you realize that it's just him all along like the the douchey guy in the fu hat as well is just him that's yeah. him unless, the whole thing unless the um suey way of saying all that is he writes what he knows <laughs> yeah and he isn't a good writer no <laughs> he knows about being a dick don't be um, gay but pancakes is still a good scene Pancakes is. I've never thought that the pancakes bit is any good. <laughs> no, it's oh, try hard. I think I just, like... I just, I just love it for how stupid it is that part. What I find with, with, the, with the, watching the Roth films and watching the zombie films, like at least some of the zombie films know what they are. Um, whereas the the Eli Roth films, from even his first film, Cabin Fever, it feels like he's just making fan videos and sort of mm. cosplaying as a director i get that totally and um, when i first watched it i i was nonplussed because i just felt it was a poor uh copy of like better films from the 70s mm. and 80s but i'm more forgiving of it now i think he does it well i think it's good fun um it's not it's not perfect it's got like five endings it takes forever to finish yeah. it takes forever to start as well i mean it's not until halfway through that this uh, they actually start getting attacked by this virus although i do prefer the first half a lot of them seem to take ages to get going i noticed mm. that like because they've got these reputations for being like yeah they, these sort of splatter fests but actually there's there's lots and lots of walking around and you know you know, fucking talking before you actually get to. I don't anything. know if that's so. You can establish that the characters are so awful that you no, can be like, "Why don't you just fucking die?" And then they do, and you're like, "Oh, I feel a bit bad about them dying, but not that bad." But you don't even need to spend that long doing that because I, th- I was no, thinking I that that squirrels bit. Um, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to shoot some squirrels. Why are you going to shoot some squirrels? Because they're, they're gay. That yeah. tells you everything you need to know about that character. Yeah, you can set it much quicker. Yeah. But I don't understand why. Why are they always such horrible people? It doesn't seem like... I don't understand what, what, what need that serves for them to be such complete assholes in all of these films. Well, they're, they're assholes, but I think... From, I mean, I'm, I'm just assuming, but I think in some level Eli Roth thinks they're quite cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's what it is. I don't think they are setting them up as awful people. I think they're they're bros right and Eli Roth likes yeah. those sorts of people so even even the nice guy though like even the, the the supposed nice guy who's like are we in relationship don't be gay um yeah that <laughs> the, one. in the, in the yeah. water yeah. Yeah. um even he was a bit rapey and it was like yeah. Yeah. but you had your one good guy character that's the trope in these films it's like well and in the other in other ones as well which we'll come on to the good guy becomes a shit at the end Oh, yeah. like, there's like two or three where somebody you thought was all right oh no he's a dickhead as well is he just an edgy teen with lots of money in 2002 i did think these films are great but also like when i was six i thought chicken nuggets are great and then chicken I nuggets Googles. are great chicken yeah, but... nuggets i'm not i'm not having that chicken nuggets are better than eli roth <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> that's my sight and sound feature <laughs> chicken nuggets the turkey twizzlers better than eli roth yeah. like what where, where is he where is he Oh, do you know oh, I had some of those, the those fridge raiders today? You know those like weird compressed chickens, but they're like a quid for like little chunks of bits. Oh, they're so good. Um, so that's better than Eli Roth. That's better than Eli Roth. I'd say Eli Roth is better than Chicken McNuggets, but not as good as Nando's, but only because right. I love Nando's so much. Okay. <laughs> trying to get that sponsorship where does, where there. Where does the Burger King chicken fall on the scale? 
chicken royale. Um, oh no, this is quite shit. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's not great, but once a year you have one and go, yeah, it was all right. That's fine. Life's too short to have food that's all right. <laughs> given that you're <laughs> given that you're vegan, Luke, um, then you, do feel free to come up with something that isn't dead chicken based. If you yeah, um, well, there's a, there's a vegan fried chicken shop in London, so I just I just add that into Temple oh, of, of Satan. How right. um that's, how that's similar is it to Eli Roth? Um, it's better. It's much better than Eli. Still Roth. better than Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that place is quite. Nice. Do you know what's interesting? Because we're just talking about Eli Roth and how he's a bit of a douchebag, and yeah. uh, like I was like, well, maybe we should get onto the film. But it's like that's all you can really say about the film. It's like he's a bit of a douchebag and he makes douchey films. Yeah. Every single Eli Roth film can have an alternative title of frat boy knobbers in yeah. in place. In the case of Cabin Fever, it's frat boy knobbers in a shed or a yeah. shack, if you want. I just yeah. remember loving like the leg shaving scene and the gore and like the the stuff. But again, I was a tiny child at the time and I didn't the know any better. The disease is good. Yeah, the, the disease, disease is, is nasty. The disease is well done. Yeah, and yeah. The, the sort of sense of everything just being a complete descent into hell. That's, yeah. that's reasonably well yeah. done. But you know, the leg shaving cool. isn't actually that good because although the makeup effect is good, once the shaving cream comes off, it's just the shaving cream uncovering the. Yeah. Leg. Yeah. And what you want to see is the the yeah the it, ripping it off, ripping yeah. it off. Yeah. So. I got kind of like obsessed with how badly the production of this film went. Like I got, I went into a bit of a rabbit hole. Like they weren't like following Screen Actors Guild guidelines, so they had to shut down for ages. And then blonde guy got like an eye injury, which is why a lot of his shots are in profile. Hmm. And what else? So you know, um, sexy lady who who puts her fingers up blonde guy's bum. Yeah. Um, really, really in depth characters. Um, she. <laughs> She was like, I don't want to show my whole ass on screen. And Eli Roth was like, well, I want you to show your whole ass on screen. She's like, no, I'm going to show two inches of ass. So during the the shagging scene, when she does the whole like, you know, when you're on an airplane, you want to fuck everyone because you're going to fucking die. Don't be gay. Um, Amazing, amazing dialogue. Um, they attached the bed sheets with like double-sided sticky tape and Eli Roth measured to two inches to make sure she was sticking to her deal. What a great film. I'm really glad they chose it. <laughs> really glad they chose it. All right, shall we move on to uh, the next Eli Roth film then, uh, which was Hostel? Yeah, he checked out this morning. What do you mean, like he took his passport to go out? No, it's a He checked out this morning. I, I fucking love Hostel. I think it's brilliant. The second half's all right. The first half, oh, God almighty, mm. just takes forever. For, uh, I think it does it really well. I think it's really great at switching between different styles of, of film. Like it starts out as a frat boy comedy, um, it turns into a kind of mystery. Then there's a you know, full on horror, and then it, like sort of action adventure at the end. Not adventure, action at the end. Um, I like the cast of Oliver. They they do sterling work. <laughs> They're weird. Mm, aren't they? they do. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar. Shame their song got cut out though. It's annoying, <laughs> isn't it? Banger. Am I the only one who likes Hostel? Because I, I think it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's, one of, it's one of his better ones. I don't like anyone's hair in it. Um, yeah, the main right. guy with his little <laughs> spi- yeah. spiky yeah. Front, front bit. There was a while where all men's hair was like like yeah. straight and then just spiked up at the front, wasn't it? But even uh, when he has it spiked, even when he's gone through a load of shit, it's still, still spiked got spikes, up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that, there that's was good some... gel, that is. Yeah. Well, it's probably blood by that point, isn't it? Probably sticky, <laughs> clotted blood. The VO5 and the blue thing was the wax of choice in the, the naughty. <laughs> I had that, yeah, the VO5, yeah. yeah. Really? Um, I mean, this is this is an example of, like, 
an absolutely obnoxious main character becoming oh. the one that you have to root for at the end because Paxton mm. is horrible in the, at the beginning I do think that's quite clever that they set up the nice guy with the yeah. bum bag and everything and he's the first one that gets murdered I thought because you know you think mm-hmm. oh this is the dude who's going to have to like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. become a man and actually no it's just one of the dickheads <laughs> yeah but then I, I mean I do find myself really rooting for Paxton I think even though he, he was an arsehole at the beginning um he goes through so much and you know he tries to save the uh, the Japanese girl I don't think that's how eyeballs work when they get cut out is it doesn't look like a great effect when he cuts it pus comes out there's no pus yeah. behind your oh, eyeball oh it's so gross yeah mm. congruvivitis for all the for all the cutting and slashing and everything that happens in Hostel I think the grossest bits the ones that make you go are the pussy eye and the vomiting while wearing a ball gag oh really mm. Yeah. Then, like the, the, the Achilles yeah, tendon yeah, is pretty nasty. Oh yeah, that's gross. Yeah, it feels like it's just sleeped out of my head or something. Like you're you're saying things, and I know there was an eyeball, and I know Paxton was in it, and I know there was an annoying like, of course, my horse. That's all I remember about this film. Oh, that guy's oh. annoying, isn't he? Jesus, yeah. is that even a saying? Of course, no, my horse. No, of course it isn't. My horse isn't. He also says, "I'm so glad I shaved my balls. I have the smoothest balls in Iceland. Shave my balls. I mean." If you shave your balls, it doesn't make them smooth. You'd have to iron them as well. <laughs> just, just stretch them. Just stretch yeah. them for ages and just hold them there. He must have been an absolute nightmare to share a hostel room with. Yeah, he could be ironing really. and stretching his balls. <laughs> I'm really glad I've never been in a hostel, actually. It's horrible. It's not quite as bad as it is in the movies. Well, you know, the, the, the killing and that I could put up with, but just like the awful people and the tits everywhere. And I like tits, you know? I'm a fan. But just yeah, what well, I well, I like tits as well, but I think Eli Roth doesn't really know what to do with tits. It's literally just like tits. They're just there, like, yeah. They're just there. What is going on? It's like he's never seen a like proper pair of tits. It's like this is the only time he gets no. to see tits. It's like you can do yeah. so much with tits. And whenever someone's tits are out, he has a character go <laughs> boobs. Like yeah. he's a 15-year-old. <laughs> Usually when they make films like this where you go to... They're going to do something really horrible in a foreign country. They make the locals nice just to, to, to show you they're not. this isn't just a xenophobic nightmare. But he doesn't even do that. He just makes every... It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like he's going, do you know what, mate? I went to a foreign country and they're all fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was always raised at the time of the release. But is this a completely xenophobic film? Oh, is, yeah. it a, is it a satire on what Americans think? Europe is like no that's giving him um, too much credit I've given him too much credit maybe he was trying to go for the satire thing and it's a little bit more obvious in part two that that's kind of sort of what they're doing but well the, the satire bit maybe exists in the Amsterdam scene because they are going like there, are there any Dutch people in Amsterdam they're all like American mm-hmm. dickheads and Ooh. I can see that but that ends once they go to Slovakia I just hate this film again <laughs> <laughs> I know you're meant to hate these characters but like even when he says to his friend hello josh and then just says the f word straight afterwards and so mm. this stuff is so fucking unnecessary i used to like this film so much that i had a i had a figure of the man with the horns on top of his head i thought you were gonna say you had that lying tattooed on your arm <laughs> <laughs> when i watch it now it's just it's just really grating you can have you hate characters without being like homophobic people you could just have that they're just a bit shitty to other people and it's oh. rude to them but what does it even add hating them anyway I, I don't understand this idea like why doesn't it make it a better horror film if you like them then you don't want to see them get tortured and you want yeah, to see them the get thing. away I, I wanted to see Paxton get killed Wolf Creek is a good example of a film like that where in fact you don't you don't hate the characters yeah and it becomes extra awful when they go through all of that shit they're just normal people having a holiday 
Yeah. You don't have to be a bunch of cunts running around going, hmm. You know. <laughs> Watching Hostel as a one-off or like Cabin Fever as a one-off, like spread throughout the years, it's like, oh, they're just awful. But watching all of these together, it's like, watch five times two, that's ten. Uh, about 10, 12 hours worth <laughs> yeah. of just, just bigotry and, and just like hiding behind, oh, it's horror. It's it's meant to be like this. And it's like, are we making excuses or is, is he just awful? What's going on here? Yeah, having them all ill in one chunk. It's like just eating a big shitty pizza. I've not had dinner today, which is why I keep making food analogies. As long as your dinner isn't a big shitty pizza. But... Yeah. <laughs> Better or worse than Eli Roth, a big shitty pizza <laughs> with actual shit on it. I, I've stopped going to big shitty pizza. It's. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know it was really big about five years ago in Brighton. I, I, I can't. I don't know if it's gone downhill or uphill. <laughs> um, next up, then the sequel. Here are your keys, and this is a notice for the Harvest Fair tonight, girls. Will be sexy good times. <laughs> Sexy good times okay. in Hostel Part 2. Sexy good Luke's times. Favourite line. <laughs> Has Eli Roth never heard people speak? When I went to Amsterdam, I know this is Slovakia, but when me and my wife, girlfriend then, um, walked into the city centre in Amsterdam, was there was like a, one of those sex clubs, sex show club, and the guy outside trying to get people to go in, go, come in, ultimate Schlesian filth. <laughs> yeah, but he, he wasn't planning to get anyone killed so that it automatically makes him better than um, weird tongue man from hostel movies uh, i liked hostel too it's better i prefer it yeah i've never seen how it's better i think the reason it didn't grate on me as much this time um, is because there wasn't 40 minutes of homophobia. There's only one. There's only her saying, oh, Harvest Festival, that sounds gay. It's like, okay, that's Eli Roth. He's got his one, he's got his one bit in. One, yeah. He's got film without that bullshit. It does the satire stuff better. The fact that you, you get to see some of the people who were part of the club that are paying to kill people. And also when it goes sort of full on horror, you've got like proper kind of like Grand Guignol stuff going on with, mm. you know, the guy being eaten and everything. And mm. it's like... That's the director of Cannibal Holocaust eating that guy. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And also the art teacher at the beginning is the lady from What's With All the Blood on Jennifer's yes, Body. Yes, Edvija Fennec. Yeah. Is it Takashi Mickey in the first film as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is the thing again, like he, he clearly knows what he's, he's talking about, but he's just not very good at executing it. It's very much like my career at art school. I knew what I was talking about, but I'm just very <laughs> bad at painting. But I don't make a fucking career out of it and then go make homophobic painting. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the scenes about the hunting club? The two American I liked guys? it. I like them. They are quite annoying as characters, but um, I think well, they're, it's, they're, they're comedy actors. And this is the thing with Eli Roth. A lot of his films like just could be frat bro comedy. Uh, the the guy who flips is is been on a lot of comedies and stuff, and you can tell. Yeah, I thought he looked familiar. Yeah, um, he looks like um, Larry's cousin Andy in Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I don't think it, it's not him. No, it's, it's not, not him. him. <laughs> I wish it, it was. looks like him. I wish it was. I hate my wife. Um, <laughs> is that Eli Roth talking? Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, I thought the characters were a bit more real, even though it's Eli mm. Roth writing women. I would have liked it if the the nerdy girl was the one that ended up. Yeah, she was good. She was good. I liked her. Her death scene is very good. But it would have been good if she'd been the one to be at the end. I think she would have yeah, been yeah. a better character. Yeah. yeah so the the one at the end buys her way out of 
trouble, which I yeah, don't think I've ever seen. It's in a bit any morally other film. iffy, isn't it? She just goes, yeah. <laughs> "All of this is absolutely fine if I can get a piece. If I, can I get a cut? In that case, all of this yeah. is fine." Yeah. I mean, if I was like super, super rich and being hunted and killed by some weird club of like small penis men, I would buy my way out. When his penis is cut off, it's a lot bigger than any cock would be under those circumstances. Maybe he's into a bit of cock and ball torture. Could be. Mm. Could be, yeah. Um, Could which be. is quite interesting if, like me, you've ever had depression and you've looked up books on CBT, as in the therapy. You know, <laughs> and, and you're like, not quite what I was looking for, but the NHS offer it. <laughs> um, maybe the, the stretched the stretched willy was kind of a callback to the Icelandic gentleman yeah, who was stretched the iron, oh, iron balls. Yeah, it's a callback to a thing that didn't happen that, that we made yeah. up. <laughs> it's definitely it's very postmodern. That it's very clever. Yeah, it makes, yeah. it makes the film more palatable. Of all the, the the, this is the nicest slice of shit pie. I think. Mm. Um, I think. I think maybe it's the thinnest slice. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, the thinnest slice of shit pie after your big shitty pizza. You're gonna, you're gonna be really full. <laughs> oh, that is a good slice of thin shit pie. <laughs> Next up, the green inferno. <laughs> Bullshit. Once the clitoris or outer genitalia is removed, the girl is then sewn up and her legs are bound for forty days. This is the worst film that has ever been put on the earth by a human being. <laughs> yep. Mm. No. I've been watching these films since six o'clock this morning. He's oh been messaging God. me all day and it's been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the one I hated the most. Oh yeah. man, I hated this one. Every five minutes, I was just going, oh, there's a really bad bit coming up. And every time you were like, is it this bad bit? <laughs> oh no, that is bad. <laughs> but there's there's more. I'll, I'll, I'll try and say, say some positive things about it. All of the, the red on green does look quite good, doesn't it? It's beautiful looking. It mm. does look, that yeah. looks good. Lovely. Yeah. Um, and everything else is bad. <laughs> There's a kind of a gem of a, two good ideas in here. One is doing a modern version of the cannibal movies. Yeah, okay, that's mm-hmm. good. If you want to go for that, fine. And the other one is, yeah, there is a satire to be done about activism, which is ultimately just about gestures. It's such a lazy yeah. satire, though. It's such like a Reddit front page, yeah. like. So the, the, the ideas, the ideas are good. But the execution is basically like, mm, you know that racist Tintin book? What if that was in the Amazon, but with, with more guts and female genital mutilation? It's so racist. So racist. <laughs> There's a woman at the beginning, her like roommate, who's like on heroin or something. That's Guy Ferreira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like, ugh, activism is fucking gay. <laughs> but it's Eli Roth. There has to be gay in the first 10 minutes, doesn't there? That's it. And it's just like, oh, so I read this tweet once and then I went on Reddit and I saw this post about how it's like totally lame and gay. So I'm going to make a film about it. That's how Eli mm. Roth talks. That's exactly, that's the spot on him. That is exactly how he talks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I really like horror films and I've got lots of money, so I'm going to make it and everything's gay and retarded. And, uh... <laughs> So, we put anyway. some in, but not too many because they scare me. <laughs> I like the bloke getting dismembered on the rock. That, yeah, that's, that, that bit that's, works. Yeah. That's the only bit. What about the plane crash? Plane crash. Oh, plane big. crash is scary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all right. Yeah. And the guy. That, why does the guy wank in the? Um, oh, that's one. Of the, why is he yeah. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen when he's why having. Why is he not doing that? So like, what's, what's he going says, on here? If you're going to survive, you need to relax. You <laughs> need like, to do some heavy breathing, mate. Like I mean, I know that you are doing that as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is when I was like messaging Phil, going, uh, it gets really bad," and I was thinking about the munchies bit, and he was like, "Oh, the diarrhea bit." I've just got to that, and I was like, "It's like we should made bingo cards or something for this film." Mm. Yeah. 
I like it. It's not very exciting, but it looks beautiful. Can we just talk about the diary a bit? Because it was just like, oh, yeah. it, just in the middle of the film. And it was like, he kind of did an okay job at like setting up tension. Like even with the first kill of... Um, the intention Jeff- of the arsehole for his diarrhoea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, there's no tension at all, hence the diarrhoea. Um, <laughs> Terribly baggy arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> I've just started new SSRIs this week, so I'm very, you know, up to knowledge on it. Um, but... What are SSRIs? They're I, think, that... I think the R stands for ring piece. <laughs> One of the S's stands for slack. Sa- it's, uh... Saggy slack ring piece <laughs> inhibitors. Yeah. But I feel really happy, so that's fun. Well, it's nice to have a clear out, isn't it? Stop talking about poo. I'm making a serious film point. Um, you were talking about the tension. It's kind of like, okay, there's shit going down, and then there's shit going down. And the, f- the sound effects are literally out of South Park. Yeah. Like, there's even the... There's like that... that ch- I think it's free to use, the sound effect that just goes... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the... One. Isn't that Luke's fart machine? Yeah. Yeah, I got I, I did the um Foley sound on this. I just stood in a studio with my father's Eli went, Go on, diarrhea saint. I saw this at Fright Fest and Eli Roth was there. Oh. He just came on and just seemed so fucking pretentious because he came on, Oh yeah, the tribe that were in this film, we got them to watch Cannibal Holocaust before doing the film and they were laughing at it. God, he's like the worst kid on a gap year, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I went on a gap year, there was in Europe, and then I went to this tribe, and it was amazing. Yeah. And like, I... like they've got nothing, but they're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> he's really shitty in person as well. Doesn't want to actually talk to people. Yeah, if you go yeah. up and try and talk to him, he's like, nah, sorry. Did you like my film? If you didn't, then fuck off. Um, talking of liking Eli Roth's films, here's one that nobody does <laughs> except me. <laughs> you ordered it. You came out to me. What was I supposed to do? You sucked my cock. You both fucking sucked my cock. Uh, Knock Knock, um, which is my favourite Eli Roth film. I think it's so tense. I hated this. Yeah, this Absolutely is... Oh, God. hated it. Uh, Everyone hates hated it. I think it's so sad because I think it's My favourite thing about this film was seeing Keanu Reeves' uh, confused twitch he does. You know, he does in every film. He goes like, ugh. And I was done after that. I paid money for this, and I'm very angry about it. It was only two fifty, but I'm on I Universal. Mean, Keanu credit. did well. He's mostly doing a Nicolas Cage in the Wicker Man impression. Yeah. But I, I, one bit I did enjoy was when he's buried in the garden and his sad little face when he's going. No. <laughs> but other than that, just utter utter shit. I mean, I don't know what the what the what's the message in this? Women are evil. Men are evil because they get taken in by women who are a bit evil. Oh, it's just um, horrid. Keanu oh, Reeves' yeah. character is an idiot. They all yeah, I watched this with my friend and I watched him more than I watched the film because I yeah. saw him like twitching more and more because he was like, and he just turned to me. There were so many opportunities for him to just leave <laughs> or this to just end. There were so many opportunities and he didn't take them. So maybe that plays into the, the fun of the film. But, it was still but there aren't because awful. like, you know, what these... No, these... you could have just, oh, there's your taxi, fuck off. Or just like, okay, I'm done now. Here's the police. Oh, fuck before, off. before like... he shags them, you mean? Before he shags Well, even after it's like... But then like they're blackmailing him. Yeah, he's, so... he's in trouble after he shags them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they did suck his cock. They sucked his fucking cock. They both sucked his cock. It's free, free, it's pizza. free pizza! <laughs> Is that not a brilliant monologue, though? It's, it's iconic for the wrong reason. No, it's fucking great. The only thing that puts me off his character is when he says that the music sounds much better on vinyl. Uh, which is like the only twat uh, Because it's probably written by Eli Roth that probably says that yeah. shit. <laughs> but no, I think I think he's Evan says that because Eli Roth wants you to think... He's a bit of a dick, isn't he? 
that's the sort no, of thing. No, he writes what he knows. He had dickish young men, and now this is a dickish um, middle-aged man. He has got a dickhead's house, definitely. Um, like a dickhead's mm. house filled with dickhead's things. Um, mm, yeah. the, the family photographs are enough to, you know... Yeah, that's true. They're, they're enough mm-hmm. to make you sort of vomit, aren't you? I do like how much they comprehensively trash his house. I like that. Yeah. I like. I, I really liked that they've got a picture of his son and they've got you've written your dad now has AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's funny. I like that. It's funny. Um, the art. I don't know if the art is real art, but the art. I don't know much about art, but I know what I like. And and I and I thought the art was terrible. So seeing them deface the art was quite a lot of fun. The piece they made with the murdered man was quite powerful. It was powerful. <laughs> papier. You don't often get papier mâché death. Is that what you're talking about when they papier mâché yeah, the guy? Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, that would appear in a gallery with the label mixed media. <laughs> yeah. But no, genuinely awful. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking un unwatchable shit. No, it was watchable though because it was so bad. That, okay, well, but positive things that they they go for it. Like it's not you couldn't say it's underdone, could you? You couldn't say that like no. it's half arsed. Mm-hmm. Something that really took me out of the film is that I think even for two two people who are very fit, it's an extremely deep hole that they dig. Um, yeah, they're really good at digging. I think that's a good. That's mm. a, that's at least an afternoon's work. I think that to dig that hole because the corners of that grave were extremely well done. I think they should stop doing this male torture sort of thing and just start digging other people's digging holes. holes. Landscaping garden. Because they can do it quick, they work as a team, and they've got some lovely (laughs) hospital corners. (laughs) And there's people online saying this film doesn't have a moral. (laughs) Is it still hospital corners when it's in a graveyard, though? I think it is if you're alive in it, yeah. What's a hospital corner? It's like neat corners they do on bed sheets in hospitals. Can I call other things that are neat hospital? Is that a thing? No, it's just that I had to think of I had to think of a neat corner uh, simile very quickly. <laughs> okay. So if I were to make like a really good sandwich, I would be like, "Oh, this is a hospital sandwich." You could say the cut on it was a hospital corner cut. I think people would. Uh, I think people would enjoy okay. that. Actually, as a bit of banter. Yeah. You yeah. can't say, "Oh, I like your uh, I like your new dress. You look really hospital." Yeah, yeah, that, that would mean work. something different, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Your shoes are well hospital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your skin is well hospital. <laughs> Your glasses are very hospital. <laughs> so what isn't hospital? I don't know anymore, I've got to be honest. Um, I was hoping that maybe you'd be able to tell me. All right, so moving on. Um, well, Eli Roth has made a couple more movies since, but his remake of Death Wish and his children's fantasy, The House with a Clock in Its Walls, don't really fit our remit. So we'll ignore them. Because Death Wish was shit. I love Death Wish. <laughs> and we'll move Such on. Such a bad remake. <laughs> it's really good. And we'll move on to Rob Zombie. And his first film was House of a Thousand Corpses. You are about to enter a world of darkness. A world where life and death are meaningless. Um, I think this has aged really well. I didn't like it at the time. Um, I think it's pretty good. I think it's a lot better than all the fucking 70s and 80s pastiches we've had in the 20 years since. Very true. It knows what it is. It's a fan video of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And mm-hmm. uh, I think he got too cocky afterwards. But I like this one. I agree with Cliff in that it is better watching it at this distance. At the time I watched it, and I was, well, when it first came out, I saw it and I was like... Yeah, this is fun for about an hour, and then there's like sort of twenty minutes, half an hour. That's kind of a little bit like, well, that's pointless. Yeah, I can I see that you can do visuals, and this just looks like an extended music video. 
And um, while it still kind of runs out of steam towards the end, it is, it's it's a fun watch. I, I kind of like the pointlessness, well. though, because it's like at least you can tell he's having fun. Oh, yeah. He, and, he, and he can do the pointlessness very well as well. That doesn't sound like a real backhand. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's really good at the old pointlessness. I think with you saying it doesn't feel aged, like I think the only not thing that it feel... doesn't feel aged, just that it has aged well. Yeah, it's aged. Uh, like I think the only thing that doesn't feel aged well about it is the inverted color scenes. Like those feel feel very gimmicky when you first see like the grave and it's all in the weird inverted colors and it does those loud noises. I think those are the bits like, that don't like make... when you get a video camera in the nineties and just uh, you make a film with yeah. all the different effects. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if I fuck up the colours enough, it's going to look like the Ashes to Ashes video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it does like like most Texas Chainsaw pastiches. I think it gets it wrong by making the villains more insane than the original Texas Chainsaw no, family. No, I enjoyed it. I mean, he even borrowed Chop Top. It's just like I think I think Bill Mosley does a good job. He does a great job. Bill Mosley is great in everything. In these, in, in, in these, these films. films in particular, he's so good. I just I, I really enjoyed it because it was it was uh, the first film I watched of this whole bunch, and you can tell when someone loves what they're doing. And with this film, it felt like Rob Zombie actually really loved what he was doing, and he was essentially I'm going to sound like such a cunt. He was making a. <laughs> A love letter to these kind of backwards, like hit horrible films, and it just worked really well. And then I watched the rest of his films. Um, yeah, they do deteriorate. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Well, let's move on then to the next one, which is obviously the sequel uh, to House of Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects. The most heinous crime in American history. The group responsible for these murders is now being referred to as the Devil's Rejects. I think this is his most sort of ordinary and mainstream film, and I, I like that about it. It's a bit Bonnie and Clyde, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. I bloody love this film. I think it's great. I think the, the script's great. I mean, the, the killer family are all complete and utter terrible people, but by the end, you're kind of rooting for them. I love the various cameos. I love the fact that you have... Even just like the kind of minor characters feel like they've got a life beyond what's happening in the film, even if they just turn up and they're just talking bollocks about the Marx Brothers or whatever. Or giving hand jobs to farmers. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. The woman, the woman who does that, plays that hooker who talks about giving hand jobs to farmers, she did the voice of Babe in Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> Wicked. Oh, also um, Tommy Pickles from the Rugrats. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth right. Daly. Yeah. She's in a lot of things, mostly wholesome characters, and then she turns up does in a Harley Ross- Quinn. Okay, well. there you go. So not as wholesome, but yeah, the ending is really great. But um, I I didn't enjoy this one as much as the other. Terribly others. dusty. Very so very terribly du- dusty film. Was this the one where he shoved a, a gun in that woman's vagina? Yeah, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. like it. It was horrible, but maybe it's good because it was horrible. I think it's Rob Zombie's most mature film, though. Out of all of his ones that he's done, I feel like it feels like an actual proper. Yeah. thriller in ways it feels mm. quite like it feels like a stronger script than his other films but the scenes in the motel room are proper horrible they're really yeah. really, really awful and, yeah. yeah it's good seeing that yeah. yeah um and the probably the low points are oh i'm glad i've only got this on dvd not blu-ray because there's that scene where you see sid haig's balls like jiggling back and forth <laughs> as, he's, as he's shagging that woman that's um, what i want to see yeah uh, no 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 <laughs> I actually wrote on my notes here, I didn't write jiggling, I wrote jubbling, because I felt it was a more <laughs> onomatic <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> They're more jubbling than jiggling. Um, <laughs> Lovely jubbly balls. Oh, well, you wouldn't want to go into a, a street performance shop and accidentally ask for jubbling balls, would you? <laughs> 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 There's that scene about the guy asking if 
was there a chicken farmer? He's like, oh, would you fuck oh, a chicken? Oh, he fucks the chickens, I, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, like, that's, I, I don't fuck chickens. Yeah, that's where this is the first uh, demonstration of where Rob Zombie's scripts are going to go. Where yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I quite it's like the chicken fucking like bit. Um, yes, but it is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know if you'd fuck a chicken. I don't understand why it's got so tense. <laughs> uh, maybe it was fun in 2005. It's just looking back on it, knowing where his scripts would go. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, here we go. And also that fucking chickens would become an awful lot less... Socially accepted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in... When, when, when was this made? 2005. 2005. Yeah, 2005. Yeah. A lot of my friends fucked chickens and like we didn't really think about it at the time. But they now... They were more innocent days, weren't they? They were more... We just didn't know it was wrong. It's different times. Yeah, we'd just be like, oh, but what are you doing the weekend? Just a bit of the old chicken fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's fine. A friend of mine used to fuck chickens every weekend. <laughs> what the fuck happened to that guy? <laughs> he went on to become acclaimed director Robert Zombie talking of the downhill trajectory a missing headstone doesn't prove anything well I think you're wrong Sheriff. I think it does prove that he's here in Haddonfield it was a Halloween prank so old Robert Zombert's uh, remake of Halloween from 2007 Robert Zombert <laughs> did you ever want to know how he got his little mask. Did you ever want to know how he got his little <laughs> boiler suit? Well, this is how. It's the story of his spooky boiler suit. You know, like in the original film, he goes, he, there's a bit where um, Loomis, he says about meeting the kid for the first time. And he says, I met this little boy and he had the blackest <laughs> eyes, the devil's eyes. You know, something like that. It's just, just yeah. pure evil. And in this, it's like, oh, did you mean like he's just like quite a nice sandy haired kid? Because <laughs> that's who he is. <laughs> I met this boy. He had sandy hair and blue eyes. It's just not scary, is he? And why does every single line in this film have to be completely fucking obnoxious? Yeah. Why can't anyone just be nice? Mm. Yeah, there's no one to hang on to, is there? Come on, be nice. It's Halloween. No, but 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 Michael's parents are like yeah, you know, mom, know yeah. I've got a bit of dialogue here. The whore with the big tits hanging down her knees. Maybe I'll choke the chicken, purge my snork all over those flappy ass tits. <laughs> oh, I hope she likes cripples. Bitch, I will crawl over there. I'll skull fuck the shit out of you. Oh, fuck you. Sit on my pole right now, bitch. Don't you remember that in the original Halloween? That's yeah. such a John Carpenter wrote. That's such brilliant writing he did. Don't you remember that? And no one at school before this thought, Michael might be troubled. <laughs> Rob Zombie can't do swearing. This is something that I've, yeah. that's really got me down. I love swearing. I love inventive yeah. swearing. And he absolutely cannot do it. No. And of course, of course, there's fucking Blue Oyster Cult on the soundtrack because he's just oh, obsessed yeah. with this awful southern rock music and... he's terrible at using music as well he loves yeah. he loves some slow motion walking and he does that thing i don't know if stanley Kubrick was the first person to do it but it's like such a film school thing where you have something horrible and you play like a jolly song over the top mm-hmm. it's like it's so cliche and he does it like a billion times it'll just does he like... use um, mr sandman in this film it's almost like yeah. a parody like oh, i'm gonna put on mr sandman and something bad's gonna happen because uh, I'm a filmmaker, I'm making a horrible film. <laughs> and... and of course, the, uh, the the porters in the sanitarium have all got really greasy hair and massive beards and they talk about raping the female patients. Yeah, they're all raping. Of course they are, of course they are. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's got a one-track mind by this point. I mean, Devil's Rejects and House of Thousand Corpses were subtle compared to the Festival of Depravity. And I like a bit, I like a Festival of Depravity, but it's just... It's a Rob Zombie film, but they have to get their quota of Halloween stuff in in order Mm -hmm. to make it marketable. And he's just like stitched it all together and he's putting loads of swearing because he's like, well, that's me, innit? 
just this this horrible yeah. thing has been born and it's just mediocre like imagine giving birth to a person who turns out to be like mediocre Mm. watching yeah, this so. film I feel like my dad and I don't want to feel like that what like why do you have no, to just swear why are you so, so mediocre much? and swearing why, why can't why can't you wash your hair why, <laughs> why are you just getting your tits out all the time and like stabbing uh, why do you have a nice shave <laughs> did you watch the director's cut though yes why does it need to be two hours long mm. I don't know I want to see Rob Zombie does Halloween 3 oh no it, it was no. it was meant no. to happen at one point no and it was got cancelled no, not like do a, a sequel, oh, like do actual oh, remake of Halloween 3. Yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the, the shamrock the silver, silver shamrock. Yeah. yeah, you just know there's going to be some kind of awful new metal cover of the silver shamrock song. Yeah! Eight fucking days till cunting <laughs> Halloween. Silver fucking motherfucking <laughs> shamrock. You cunts. Yeah. You cunts. <laughs> I mean, it, I was just, just, <laughs> it was just a money grab, wasn't it? I just didn't need to know that he was an angsty teen that was into Kiss. I didn't know to know that. The psychology in it doesn't even seem convincing at all. No, it doesn't stack up. It's fucking awful. But it somehow got a sequel. I'm Angel Myers. Michael Myers' sister. What have we got in this? We've got the coroner's drivers uh, driving around talking about the corpse's titties. Mm. What's the difference between jelly and jam? Oh, do they have greasy hair and beards by any chance? Look yeah. like me. Mm. <laughs> well, you haven't left the house for ten days. Have a shower, mate. Why does Laurie and Annie, who are living together in this nice house, why is their bathroom graffiti sprayed up like a fucking? Why has she got a poster toilet? of Charles Manson when she's supposed to be scared of serial killers? Doesn't stack up, does it? He obviously couldn't be asked to write any more of uh, Loomis as a psychologist, psychiatrist either. So you go, yeah. oh, he just yeah. writes books. <laughs> he writes books just and he's now he's extremely arrogant twat. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a shame he's in it really because I like him. It's always nice to see Mac McDowell in something. And it was Why did he choose to go on to do Rob Zombie films? What was all that about? God knows. He's not actually that good. Well, Malcolm McDowell is cursed. But a lot of, this happens to a lot of actors, isn't it? They're cursed by one iconic film. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. One iconic film. And so, actually... The White Horse thing, what is... that? So, I hadn't seen this film in ages. And I completely... Yeah. like That's the only thing I ever remember from this film. The White Horse, the corridor scene, it's the only thing yeah. I ever remember. And just that's what made me dread about watching it this time. <laughs> it's just him trying to get his, his missus in, though, isn't it? Like, every yeah. film he has to get his oh, missus yeah, it's, in. It's just the Sherry Moon arse franchise. Yeah, and it's that like... Just, that's all it is. <laughs> the Sherry Moon arse <laughs> cinematic universe. <laughs> There's an extremely strange ass bit in Laws of Salem, mm. isn't there? There is, yeah. Well, let's move on to the uh, possibly shaming zombies' best. It's fucking good. I like uh, Laws of Salem. Best performance, yeah. Laws of Salem. Witchcraft is nothing but a psychotic belief brought upon by a, a delusional state of mind. So this is my favourite really zombie good. film. I think this is the closest to being a film. Mm. I mean, I know you said Devil Rejects, but for me, I think this this one is the one that feels like the most. This one gave me the most joy because it has uh, Patricia Quinn in it, her from They Live in it. It's got yeah. witches. It's got spoopy music. He's having a go at doing Rosemary's Baby, isn't he? That's, yeah, that's yeah. I like it's... it when it goes all Ken yeah. Russell-y at the end and it's all mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, definitely. I mean, I will say we covered this already in the very first episode of the podcast, so we won't spend too long on it. But if you have any quick... For some thoughts... reason, she's lying on a bed with her ass out. There's never explained... Oh, what, just for ages, like, focused on her yeah. for about yeah. two minutes. And she's just straight. at home. She's just at home with her trousers down. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Do you not do, do, you not do that? <laughs> I found some of the most horrific scenes in Lords of Salem. Um, the scenes where they're trying to be DJs. <laughs> and my anus nearly healed over listening to them try and do banter. <laughs> I think that's, um, that's genuinely American radio, though. 
I the think sound that might effects. be a cultural difference. When they keep pressing the button. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a, a real thing yeah. in America. I mean, who would do a thing like that? What, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that always makes me laugh like a delighted child every time. <laughs> a lot of uh, dry ice and spotlights. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah I love white Rob Zombie's yeah. band, yeah. I've never heard them, but like my, my partner told me a very sweet story about how he got the Judge Dredd soundtrack and there was a white zombie track on it. So he asked his mum for it for Christmas, but he was raised very religiously. And when he read the lyrics, he found them too blasphemous, so he's got his mum to return them. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me this story and I was like, that's adorable. And now he's got a big Elizabeth Bathory flag above his bed, so who knows how that goes. um... Well, I was going to say from the sublime to the ridiculous, but given that anecdote, from the ridiculous to just the plain old shit. 31. (laughs) All you have to do is survive 12 hours inside the walls of our own private little hell. Why does this film exist? Yeah, it's a bad one. Kickstarter, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing that pissed me off the most about the Kickstarter is that um, Rob Zombie, a guy that has a lot of money, was charging. If you wanted to be in the credits and if you wanted him to follow you on Twitter, you had to give him a thousand dollars. Wow. What a cunt. What a cunt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hated this film. I hated everything about it. Um, yeah, it is bad. Malcolm McDowell's got a wig on. There's a little person dressed as Hitler. Of course, yes. You've got to have... I mean... Is he fucking 13 years old? A, a Mexican Nazi dwarf? I mean, what right. the fuck? Yeah. Mexican Nazi dwarf clown. You just keep on adding things and it gets kookier, yeah. right? <laughs> He's just pulling things out of a hat at this point. Yeah. But did you notice, quite clever quite clever, quite clever and original idea, is uh, the serial killer in this film, or one, one of them, Doomhead, uh, he listens to Beethoven. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen that before. Ah, Pretty no. good. Mm. Classical mm. music, sinister. Yeah. Rob Zombie's very good at writing characters as well. You have such characters as Doomhead, <laughs> Sexhead, <laughs> Sickhead, um, Psychohead. Schizohead. Yeah. Schizohead. Um, uh, sick, yeah. Did I say Sickhead already? Just, yeah. <laughs> and then, but then they say Ragehead. They're like, who should we get? And they just keep naming them. And it's like, did Bob yeah. Zombie just get a kid's colouring book <laughs> that had the names of characters written in it? Doomhead was the Xbox 360 gamer tag of an ex-boyfriend of mine, but this <laughs> is pre this film, so it was just like, ugh. It was part of the Kickstarter, like the levels, the rewards to invent a villain for this film, because <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's written by anyone who knows how to write. It's a bit like when they get um, Blue Peter get kids to write a Doctor Who episode. Oh. A $20 donation and you can write a fuck into the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's so many, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that 64th fuck is mine. Yeah, they sit there and count them and go, that one's mine! Yes! Because <laughs> it's just all like, fucking fuck, fuck, I can't fucking believe it, I've been fucking killed. Oh no, I've been fucking stabbed, I'm going to fucking stab you. Oh, you motherfucker, I'm going to stab you, look at my arse. Oh, it's really, it's, it's all this film is. <laughs> and, and it's so short of ideas. He's like, right, what am I going to make the villains? I know, clowns. Yeah. What am I going to make the heroes? Uh... Uh, 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 carnies, carnies, carnies. They're, yeah. they're a bit like clowns. Oh. When, when am I going to set it? Mm, 1976. Yeah, what a shock. <laughs> um. It's it's also it's sad again because um it's Malcolm McDowell. It's the the British lady who I like whose name I've forgotten. And again, it's the uh, the main woman from They Live is in it again. And then you watch them listen. It's like. 
oh, it's just sad. It's like he's just gone to like an actor's version of Eastbourne and just gone, oh, you were in a film I liked, come on in. It's really weird that he's got this like repertory company of horror veterans. Yeah, like Ken Forey and stuff. Mm. Yeah, he'll keep turning up again and again in these films, no matter how bad they get. Mm. And it's yeah. it's just depressing because these are good actors and yeah. these films are bad. And it's like, do you really need a conservatory? Or do you need to pay the bill? Like, oh, I just want to like throw money at them. Like a Rob Zombie sexy stripper that's also a zombie murdering clown. <laughs> and a Nazi. Oh. Well, that brings us on, I think, to our Rombert Zombert's uh, newest film. Our second feature, 2019's Three From Hell. A search for the fugitives known as the Devil's Rejects resulted in a violent clash with police. Chances for survival are less than a million to one. There's no justice in this world. I am justice. They're trying to blame us, but we didn't do it. Free the three. Free the three. Free the three. Free the three. Now we can have a real dead and dead. Any last words? I still want a party. I'm just a clown dancing for the sins of mankind. Hello, America. Did you miss me? Three from hell. The Devil's Rejects have been convicted and jailed for life, but Otis escapes and, together with his brother Winslow, sets about breaking Baby out of prison and they have further adventures. Uh, so, yeah, what do you think? Bollocks in it. Sherry Moon Zombie's very irritating, isn't she? No, I like her, actually. I think it's the worst she's been. She's trying to be Harley Quinn, isn't she? It's like an audition to be Harley Quinn, it felt like to She's me. like one of those women that posts on Facebook going, I'm just Harley Quinn looking for my Joker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You, me against the world, baby. I'm in love with a... Like a targeted shirt that says, like, I'm in love with a mad asshole who was born in June and his name is Rob Zombie. And, like, <laughs> and he's got a temper problem and he makes bad films occasionally. Apart from one, that was quite good. Those T-shirts are so weird, aren't they? Oh, I love them. I can see her wearing them, like, non-ironically. Uh, I don't know. I just find everyone very irritating, this. It, it, it lacked Spalding, but that was for health reasons that he wasn't mm. in this one. And it was just very clear. But on the other side, um, Bill Mosley really stepped up and I really enjoyed him in this. So without Sid Haig, Bill Mosley was incredible. But in general, it was just too long, too boring. I really liked the first half. I was surprised how much I was enjoying watching these characters again. I did wonder why the first 15 minutes plays out as if no one's seen Natural Born Killers before. Yeah. (laughs) did, Did he think no one would notice if he just ripped off Natural Born Killers for 15 minutes? Um, it's quite a nicely done rip-off, to be fair, but yeah, it is. A yeah, rip-off. and yeah, I didn't mind the greasy hair, the beards and the bad dialogue too much. And I, I do think Cherry Moon Zombie is very good, actually. And then the second half of it, where they go to Mexico, completely falls apart. Yeah. Boring, then. yeah, it's bad. Yeah, like I said, the first half is kind of okay. It's kind of like sort of Devil's Rejects, but not as good for me. And then the second half was just, yeah, really dull. It goes a bit um, Rodriguez in the second half, and I don't know if that's me just saying it because it goes to Mexico, but it goes very like gung-ho, like westerny, and just a bit tired and dumb. Yeah, it's, it's like he's trying to make uh, mm. this Mexican town look like really dangerous, but also really laid back. Yeah. And I don't think you can really have that. You can't have your cake and eat it in that mm. way. Yeah. I think they should have left it alone. 
I think with the Devil's Rejects, I think it's just it ends in a way that just sort of just works when they're all getting shot. And I just mm. was just like, oh, if they die, that's that's good. But then to be like, oh, they haven't actually got any real scars or bullet wound or anything. They're just sort of oh, they're just out of hospital. And I think the way that Captain Spaulding gets out of the film is just done quite in a way that seems disrespectful. I know at this point he hadn't he hadn't actually died in in real life. No, but mm. I think the way that it was just. Oh, and he was put down by an injection the next day. And it's like, that just seems like... You know in The Simpsons where Homer voices the dog? Poochie. And like, I have to go back to my planet now. <laughs> she died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> it just felt like that. I was like, it, yeah. it just felt so... It's very abrupt. Very lazy, the writing, because... Yeah, as someone who didn't follow Zombies' work before this month, and I was like, oh, but why? Because it was like quite abrupt, and I didn't know about Sid Haig. Um, and then I Googled it all, and it was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking cowboy cat. It's Oscar and he's a dick. What? So loud. I know. That's very loud. He really hates Rob Zombie films. What do you think? Yeah, I know, right? What else? Any other opinions? Yeah. He just. I think he just said motherfucker, didn't he? He said motherfucker a few times. Yeah. So all the best things in this film were in the first half. And I think the, the whole business with... Um, Baby teasing the lesbian prison guard is really yeah. good. Dee Wallace plays that brilliantly as the guard. Mm. Um, I think the bit with the sort of home invasion hostage taking bit, there's a actress in that called Tracy Lee. It's so good as like the terrified victim. And the bit where Baby chases the naked woman down the street, I got real proper, <laughs> proper 70s grindhouse vibes from that in a way that I don't think Rob Zombie's managed before. So I really did enjoy the first half. Um, Phil? I found the characters by this point quite tedious. So, like, it's the, it's the third, it's the weakest by a mile, isn't it? So I think maybe, yeah, over, my, my main source of uh, um, reaction to it was that it was quite boring. And I do think it's not as good about Sid Hagen. It, it was the only thing I really enjoyed mm. from the other two films, if I'm honest. You missed mm. his jubbling balls. I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me quite sad because he does look ill. He looks... Oh, yeah. Looks yeah, bad, no, he's, he's not well. He's yeah. really not well when they recorded that. It also seemed to dribble to an end as well, I thought. I don't even remember how this ended because of... I just felt... They, d- they literally just walk film. off to slow motion. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh. They walk through the... Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so it just felt like a really sort of dribbly crappy sort of slack ending he started and then said hey got ill and then he was just like well i've started so i've finished yeah <laughs> um yeah and then just kind of got stuck and then gave all the good dialogue to bill mosley and then had this like he had to make up this extra half brother character and it was yeah. just like here you go i've done it he's just Sorry. pretty much otis 2.0 though isn't he yeah, mm. in a way, it doesn't yeah. feel like it's actually. It just feels like a carbon copy. Well, he is short of ideas because, like, uh, Winslow says he's got night blindness and can't drive at night, just like Jerry in House of Thousand Corpses. So yeah. either that's an intentional reference, or he just forgot. No, he's got, he'd about, he's that got seven one. ideas, and he just puts yeah. them in a different order. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, and one of those is his wife's bum. Yeah. yeah. How many times do people get, uh, they're holding a gun to someone's head and then they get shot by someone off screen in there? Oh man, yeah, God, mm, so many over times. Over and over again. I don't know where Rob Zombie can go from here because if you look at all his films now, they sort of just start to really mesh into each other and it feels like I don't know what he can really do next if all he can now write is motherfucker and edgy humour and 
have his wife wear a Native American headdress and just... <laughs> How old is he? Is he an old guy now? He's 55. He's probably got a few left in him then, hasn't he? Yeah, but yeah. what else is he going to do? Like, Hopefully he does a comedy next. That's what I want from him, just a, <laughs> just a comedy. <laughs> Sick hags, jubbly balls. Jubbly <laughs> <laughs> balls. Um, right, okay, let's play Scary Noises, or as Rob Zombie would have it, motherfucking scary rotten dick sucking titty flapping fucking shit-eating motherfucking noises. So, six pairs of audio clips to identify one half of each pair is from a Rob Zombie or an Eli Roth film. And the teams are Phil and Bryony versus Emily and Luke. Here's your first pair of scary noises. I don't know if your man explained the situation to you. He did his best, but I'm afraid I couldn't understand him. You see, Morgan is dumb. Oh, I see you. Of course, I didn't realise. We saw your lights and wondered if you'd be kind enough to give us shelter for the night. You see, it's quite impossible to go on. Yes, Phil. The dialogue is the old dark house, is it? It certainly is. 1932. It's my era. <laughs> 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 I didn't get the music, sorry. Brian, do you um, want to guess the music? It's the music, Laws of Salem. It's not, no. Uh, so, Emily and Luke, can you guess the music or identify the music? I don't know if your man explained the situation to you. He did his best, but I'm afraid I couldn't understand him. You see, Morgan is dumb. Oh, I see you. Of course, I didn't realise. We saw your lights and wondered if you'd be kind enough to give us shelter for the night. You see, it's quite impossible to go on. I see. How awkward. How very awkward. What is it? What do they want? Allow me to introduce my sister, Miss Rebecca Uh, Is it Halloween? No, it was 31. Uh... All right, here's number two. We're in a very vulnerable position here. You mean we're sitting ducks? That's not funny, Peter. It's not meant to be. Yes, Bryony. <laughs> uh, the music is Cabin Fever. Yes, and dialogue. And the dialogue is uh, something from the 30s, Phil, I say, like Sitting ducks. Oh, no. What would they be sitting ducks in? Sitting duck terror. It's not sitting duck terror. Oh. Uh, Emily and Luke, can you get the dialogue here? We are in a very vulnerable position here. You mean we're sitting ducks? It's not funny, Peter. It's not meant to be. We can't just sit here. I never believed this, but we've got to do something. We've got to do something fast. We can't just sit here drinking. We don't have time to wait for Harold, that's for sure. The birds. The birds banded together, right? The birds banded together. Is it the birds? It's not the birds. Oh. It was uh, Birds of Prey, okay. aka Beaks. Right, number three. Yeah, I, I went to Parson. Oh, great school. I went to SVA. Hi. 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 I'm Lewis. <laughs> um, she's I'm... not Karina. She's my friend from Spain. Oh, mucho gusto. My... Phil. Is the dialogue Green Inferno? No, it's not the Green Inferno. Oh, Do you want to guess the music? The music Green Inferno. The music was not Green Inferno either. Uh, Emily and Luke, uh, music and dialogue to identify. Well, yeah, I, I went to Parson. Oh, great school. I went to SVA. Hi. 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 I'm Lewis. <laughs> um, she's I'm... Macarena. She's my friend from Spain. Ah, mucho gusto, Macarena. Yes. Um, he's here to pick up... The, the artwork outside. Excuse me? Right, yeah. It's, it's Knock Knock, the dialogue. Yeah. Oh, music. Yeah. Oh, yes, the assistant. Yeah. Oh. And the music? Um, wrong turn. 
No, it was the ring. Mm. The ring. Ah, yeah, when she's driving down the road. Do you know? It sounded like Danny Elfman to me because it had that like dun 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 dun. Danny Elfman making music. Halfway, it's two one to Phil and Bryony. Is number four. I think you can all see quite clearly here that Michael's psychotic deception is in complete denial. Yes, Luke. Dialogue is Halloween. It's not. Yes. And the music. The music. It was him talking about being psychotic. And the, the music. Yeah, it's not Halloween. <laughs> and the music. What the fuck was I hearing? I heard Michael was quite psychotic. Nice. No. Did you get the music? Your Emily. Um, music is um, Paul Blart. No, no. Um, <laughs> hostel. Hostel when they're in the nightclub. Not hostel. No. Uh, Phil and Brian, uh, music and dialogue to get here. I think you can all see quite clearly here that Michael's psychotic deception is in complete denial about his own mother's suicide. Freud would certainly have a field day with that little one, wouldn't he? Love, bad name. To direct our first sexual impulses towards our mothers. Okay. That's too much to... Yeah. Um, Halloween 2, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't know what the music is, but it's great. It is high kicking fame. It is. It is. The music is uh, on the tip of my tongue, but I, I can't get it. Unfortunately. It is uh, on the tip of your <laughs> tongue. So it is. If you've, if you've seen the film, you'll remember. The, I know. This is going to be really. You give love a bad name ripoff in Paganini horror. Ah, oh. Do you know what? I've not seen that, no. but now I'm interested. I'm interested. Okay, number five. I love famous people. They're so much better than the real thing, you know? Yes, Lee. Uh, the dialogue is The Devil's Rejects. It is. Music. Um, Wizard of <laughs> Paul Blart Cup. The Wizard of Paul Blart Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No. Uh, the music, Phil and Bryony. I love famous people. They're so much better than the real thing, you know? Oh, it's a um um alien. I thought it was Science of the Lambs. It's like something epic. I don't know. Ooh. I think we're not sure. What are you going for? Science of the Lambs or Alien? Uh, alien. <laughs> I don't know. Phil, what, I, I don't want to go out on a limb here. I don't think it's I Science of the Lambs, so go for it. I think it's yeah. Aliens or Alien. Mm. Alien. Uh, it's the fly. Oh, it's the fly. Yeah. Well, that's kind of alien-y. Yeah, yeah. famously. <laughs> famously about aliens, that film. <laughs> well, he's a bit weird looking, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fucking... Oh, no, it's fucking... Oh, fucking. <laughs> There's Rob's army here, and the score is fucking 3 2 to film Brownie. Um, uh, so, last pair, here you go. Chloe didn't get fed up with the shoot and just take off. She's not out there on one of her benders. Something happened to her. Happened to ah! her. Yes, Luke. No, I think I've, I thought the dialogue was hostile too. It's not. Music. Um. <laughs> Cabin fever. <laughs> cabin fever. Uh, right, okay, you don't need to make noises through this, Phil and Brian. You can just. <laughs> We're just jamming. <laughs> uh, listen to this, and can you get the music and/or dialogue? Chloe didn't get fed up with the shoot and just take off. 
She's not out there on one of her benders. Something happened to her. Happened to her? Like what? I went to her trailer after everyone said that she took off, and I found this. And? Her dad gave her this chest on the morning of her birthday before he left for work, when they still lived in Long Island. So? So her birthday is September 11th. Uh. I want to say the music is Lords of Salem. No, nope. but no, I don't know. What? 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 Well, well, it I was, sounds. I was gonna... it, it sounds David Lynchy, but then they started singing, and it didn't sound David Lynchy anymore. It's. It sounded like every terrible club night I used to go to in two thousand and eight. <laughs> um, Is it every terrible club night that Brian used to go to in two thousand and eight? <laughs> uh, no, oh, it's something. The music was House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh. Uh, the title oh, theme by Rob Zombie, and the dialogue. Uh, no. Um, Chloe goes mad in a trailer. Even though her, her dad left her something in a... She lives in a trailer, part two. It was starry eyes. Oh. So that's 3-2 to Phil and Bryony. Yes. Well done. <laughs> hey. Next month, we are going to do something we've managed to resist for the last three years and use our October episode to talk about Halloween movies. But not those Halloween movies. Rob Zombie's efforts have put us right off. Uh, instead, other films set at Halloween, including Phil's choice of Ghostwatch, even though it's TV rather than film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck it. As for our other feature, um, well, Phil, you chose uh, Ghostwatch. Bryony, you are the co-winner of Scary Noises. You get to pick, I guess. Um, should we go a completely different direction and do the Goosebumps? Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween. Yeah, why not? I, I kind of knew you'd pick that. Because that might be quite fun. Yeah, because... yeah, all right. Why not? All right, then, there we go. Um, Ghostwatch and Goosebumps 2 Haunted <laughs> Halloween next month. Why not, eh? That Topical. Is, that's quite the double bill. That sounds great. <laughs> so you've got a double helping of Devil Times 5 action coming to you this Halloween. Episode 46 on your podcast app. And Devil Times 5 rides out live at Sweetworks in Brighton on Friday the 30th. Check the podcast description for ticket details. And if you can make it along, then snap those tickets up because physical distancing means there aren't many seats available. But that's all from us for now. So thanks for listening. And remember, it doesn't matter how good your films are. You shouldn't be a creepy predatory sleazebag. <laughs> <laughs>